0: Welcome to Tim Hortons. Thanks. I'll
1: have... A pumpkin spice latte? How'd you know? Oh, was it my pumpkin earrings?
0: Yeah, maybe. Or
1: is it my pumpkin
0: hat? That's a great hat. Oh, is it my ringtone? It's pumpkin spice
1: time. Yep, bingo. It's pumpkin spice time now at Tim Hortons. Indulge in a creamy pumpkin spice latte or a sweet and cold pumpkin spice iced cap. Pumpkin spice beverages are back now at Tim Hortons. Limited time only at participating restaurants.
3: Everyone, welcome to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. I'm Steve Ajotter, and joining me as always is Jake Wachoba and Armand Kafai. On today's episode, we go down memory lane. We talk about Jurgen Klinsmann and his latest thoughts on the U.S. men's national team. Now, listeners, if you haven't done so, hit that subscribe button, leave us a five star review, and follow us at Uncle Sam's Soccer Pod. Jake, Armand, how we doing? Jake, you just celebrated a very special five-year anniversary. Did you pass the test?
0: Uh, That's probably not a question for me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Did you at least think you passed the test?
0: Sure. Let's hope so. I don't know. Again, probably not (laughs) a question for me. (laughs) Kodak Black voice, I hope so. Uh
3: (laughs) Oh, uh, Armand, uh, we're recording this uh, MLS Decision Day before MLS Decision Day. Listeners, look, be on the lookout Tuesday. We'll have all our thoughts regarding MLS Decision Day. But you are hyped, Armand.
2: Yeah, I'm really hyped. Uh, I mean, I love Decision Day because it's On it's generally like some sort of bleep show going on. I mean, last year, what, the Galaxy lost to the Dynamo at home to lose a playoff spot. Um, there's all sorts of like seating changes. I mean, I, at least in the Western conference, there could be, uh, you essentially a playing game for the playoffs with the timbers and, uh, the earthquake. And overall, like, damn, the rapids still have a chance to get into the playoffs. Like, I love it. I love it. Hook will get to my veins. Hook will get to my
3: veins. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Listeners. Like I said, we'll have all our thoughts regarding MLS decision day on Tuesday, but Armand, Jake, Question of the day, listeners. Bringing it out early today. At Uncle Sam's Soccer Pod. What is your favorite memory of Jürgen Klinsmann with the U.S. men's national team? And fellas, mine's really simple. 2014 World Cup run. That was amazing. That was a lot of fun. Come back. You beat Ghana. Should have beat Portugal. You get by Germany. needed to not lose by more than multiple goals. You did that. And then you're off in the round 16 against Belgium. Yeah, some thought... They could have gone further, but I thought that was an amazing run. And plus, he was singing the national anthem, and who doesn't love that?
0: Well, we know you so, love it. You get yes, off
3: by that. Yes,
2: love the good national anthem. Yeah, you get off. Let
3: me tell oh, you, did, a, good a good national anthem. anthem has. There are studies out there that prove a good national anthem that is sung with passion <laughs> God, here improve we go. your performance on the pitch.
0: It does. Do you think Tom Brady? Do you think Tom Brady sings the national anthem before every uh, every every NFL Sunday kickoff? No, I'm talking
3: about soccer. I'm talking about the yeah. World Cup. I I don't care about the New England Patriots playing the Jets and if Tom Brady sings the national sure, anthem.
1: Sure, you yeah.
0: The first time Stevens yeah. ever said I don't care about the Patriots. Uh, for me, my favorite memory is also the 2014 World Cup run. I feel like that that team had the most hype behind it uh, going into that World Cup. And depending upon who you are, they, they delivered on that. It, it, the only thing that I – the negative thing I take away from that is what would have happened had Chris Wondolowski not missed that sitter against Belgium late in extra time? What could have been? We could have gotten to a fifth game. We could have went to a World Cup quarterfinal. Probably would have gotten steamrolled by Argentina like Belgium did the <laughs> uh, as well, but what could have been? That would have been something crazy to see.
2: Yo, so I mean, you guys have some like, like really like you know inspirational moments of Jurgen. I really enjoyed the beefy with MLS and with Don Garber. I thought that was hilarious. That like Garber called a press conference and was like, "Yo, look, like." no, MLS is a great league. Don't listen to what this guy has to say. And Jürgen's like, no, our players need to leave and go to Europe. I found that whole thing hilarious. Like, now looking back, especially, because a lot of the younger players are going to Europe to get that experience instead of you know starting off in MLS. So I, I find it funny. It's kind of like, you know, Jürgen's prophecy or something like that. that. That's my favorite memory of Jürgen. Him and Garber's beef, man. That's back. I mean, we were what? We were, you know, maybe... More in or I, to, me and Steven were more like 16, 17, 18, So we're like, eh, whatever. But like looking back, wow, that's, that's kind of a really interesting moment in MLS to have the commissioner come out and the whole press conference, the national team coach criticize the domestic league. That's a little
3: wild for me. Oh, that is really wild. But guys, just thinking about the 2014 World Cup, who doesn't love this?
0: what's this wrong is with you <laughs> this chant sucks uh, let's be real bro come on I, this
2: chant has been abused I've heard it like <laughs> at least like 20 times like in the last like oh I like down five oh. alright guys it's time I hear at my. I heard it at my high school football games like I'm tired of it I don't care if you believe that we can win can we win I want the I want some more innovative chants American Outlaws cause this is boring good luck
0: all good right. Luck good. Yeah, well, good luck with Innovative chants of American Outlaws. That chant, Jake,
3: Armand, it's a good one. It was a good one for U.S. soccer. It was catchy. Everyone knew it. It wasn't difficult. Ooh. Ooh. Or do you want Or do you want the, well, when the Yanks go marching in? Or Jake, hey, does that give you bad memories of the Yankees? It, yeah.
0: No, that doesn't give me bad uh bad memories of the Yankees. I'm talking about, and no, I don't want that one either. I don't want that one. That's that one's that, that one's been done a thousand times. Everybody, every national team, every club, every, you know, under 14 team has their stupid when the, you know, saints go marching in or their variation of when the saints go marching in. So overplayed, overdone, be original. All
3: right. Uh, speaking to ESPN's Hercules Gomez, Jürgen Klinsman had plenty of interesting stuff. We picked out several quotes we're going to run through. Here's Jürgen Klinsman on the state of the U.S. men's national team and how exciting it can be right now for the U.S. men's national team.
4: It's an exciting group of players emerging, you know, in the United States. You know, look at Tyler Adams. Look at, uh, obviously, Christian Pulisic. We know it now already since a couple of years, you know. Um, you have You have several players now nostalgia, and they come out of the tab Ramos under twenty group over the last few years who has done tremendously well with the under twenty so when you have an under twenty national team that now three times went in the final eight of a World cup, that means that you have quality you have quality young players, so now you 've got to feed those young players into their uh, next stage of their careers, you know. So now you have uh, uh, a midfield with Weston McKinney, with Tyler Adams, with Christian Pulisic, with a Josh Sargent up front. They, they promise a lot of quality, you know, of younger players coming through. And they're trying their best, you know, in whatever leagues then they are playing. So there is, there is some potential there. Now, um, in order to prepare that group of players then for a next World Cup this is this is a, a bigger 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 picture discussion <laughs> that you need to have because they need the best competition available. Armand is Klinsman blowing smoke?
2: No, because it was Klinsman's plan, right? Like he was one who captied quote unquote Pulisic. Uh, he's seen the talent. I, I think he knows, and I think he's right too. I mean, you, I mean, how often are we excited about the youth of the U.S. Men's National I feel like we are often, but. I mean, this youth just has a different feeling, especially with a lot of them being based in Europe. I I want to see them grow. I want feed feed the, feed the seeds, let them turn into flowers. I want to see them grow and become great players. I agree. I agree with Klinsman. I don't know about you guys, but that's not something I said often. But I agree with him in this instance.
0: I, is Jurgen gonna be like this generation's Hugo Perez, where he's preaching, get to Europe, you know, yada yada yada, and then he his ideas and everything? Look. We've talked about this before, Klinsman, I don't think was a great coach, but I think his ideas, you know, for getting players in the right situations to develop are on point. And I just feel like Klinsman is better suited to be in that Ernie Stewart role as GM. opposed to GM, whatever the hell it's called, technical director, GM, Um I just feel like he's better suited to be in that role than than Ernie Stewart. And I, I feel like U.S. soccer and MLS and the powers that be kind of want to sweep his ideas under the rug. Kind of like U.S. soccer has done in the past with somebody like Hugo Perez, who now just went to Mexico to uh, to help El Tri. All i right. I'm, I'm going to be that guy. It's one thing to say, yeah, the
3: U.S. men's national team have a ton of youth prospects. It's another thing to actually pull them together. Put a squad together and get them to succeed with the senior team. And I think that's the big difficulty. Because for the last decade, we've, all we've talked about is the youth, all this next generation, all this next generation, right? That's been a constant theme regarding this U.S. men's national team. Well, when is it going to come to fruition? Are we Is this next generation of players that? Or is the generation after that? Because that's all we've con- continued to say is youth, youth, youth. I
2: mean, we love the youth. That's that's what you got to keep believing in. I mean, for fans, you know, it's one thing that you just keep believing in the youth because, hey, look, you believe in the youth. Uh, It's hope. It's the future. But you're right. And I think we might be able to start to see a little glimpse of that if the U.S. qualifies for the Olympics in 2020 because it has to be a U23 roster with 3 overage players. And I think that's when we could see a glimpse of the youth playing in a meaningful competition.
0: Especially with this federation, too. <laughs> I mean, you don't really have anything to look forward to with the senior team right now, right? I mean... Yeah, Nations, about... League.
3: Nations League yeah. is so exciting.
0: Nations oh, is exciting.
3: yeah, Cuba! Canada.
2: Hey, Hey, Canada's more fun than Cuba, come on.
0: Berhalter style play has been very frustrating. I feel like the U20s, the U23s are... at at this point, a more exciting product to watch right now than anything that Greg Berhalter is putting on the field.
3: Yeah, because they have hope. With the senior team, you look at this and say, well, great, I'm going to go find a different country to root for.
0: Guys, let's move on here and talk about Klinsmann's comments on CONCACAF. Klinsmann, in the interview, essentially saying CONCACAF is holding back the U.S. men's national
4: team and Mexico. So right now in CONCACAF, there's going to be the Nations League. You're telling me that's going to hurt teams like Mexico and the U.S.? Oh, it's a waste of time, I'm telling you. It's a waste of time because you need, as a a country that, I mean, talking about Mexico, everybody is hoping for the fifth game in the World Cup. You're not reaching that fifth game in the World Cup if you play the, the teams you're playing now in the Nations League in CONCACAF. You're not. Because you need to play... Argentina, Brazil, Germany, Holland, and England. That's your competition. And when you have an opening for a, a, a national team window and you can maybe break one or two friendly games, you need to play Argentina or Germany and not a CONCACAF team. So within that system that was created here, it's almost impossible for the United States or Mexico to get better. Uh, and that's why Mexico just lost against Argentina 4-0 or, you know, or they lost three years ago against Chile uh, with a higher result, or, or we ended up in the Copa America Centenario to get our lesson from Argentina as well. You need to always play up whenever you can. So your the players need to play in the best leagues in the world, which are in Europe, um, as many as possible, which we are very proud of. A lot of them now playing in the Bundesliga or, or Christian Pulisic playing in the Premier League. You know This is super exciting. Yeah? And the same with the Mexican best players they play in europe you know it doesn't matter where they play now lozano plays at napoli and and uh, chicharito plays there and so on so so the challenge for a coach is always how do i get my players to play the highest level possible for them and uh um and if not then you know you always have these setbacks
3: wow you pretty much roast Concacaf there guys it is a concern that the u.s men's national team do not play in a tougher region but they did fail to get out of this region just last world cup cycle
2: might be a little too hard for them
3: maybe maybe that's
2: what clinton means to say no he's right but honestly what can they do, do they really want to break off and join condom i i feel like that'd be a very dumb move as well i mean sure i yeah the nation i feel like the nation's league does hurt the bigger teams but it will help the overall strength of the, of the, of the uh, federation or the confederation, excuse me. Uh, so, I mean, there's not really much they can do. I mean, I guess they could say we don't want to play in it, but that, that's dumb. Like they have to, uh, I, I feel like he has a point, but again, like what what do you want him to do? Uh, you just got to utilize those friendlies uh, a lot better and, you know, player play tough competition and not, uh, you know, set up ones against, like, Panama or stuff like I that. I mean,
3: there, there, what is, yeah, the problem is, what is the solution? I, I In friendlies, if you were to play Italy, Spain, Argentina, Brazil, they're friendlies. You're not going to get more out of it. The, the, the solution is try to make Copa America a cross-confederation thing between CONCACAF and Con-A-B-O. You That's your biggest possible solution. And make it rival the European championships every four years the same year the European championships go on and then move move the tournament around one year it's in Brazil then it comes to Mexico then it goes back to
0: Chile and then it comes to Canada US soccer doesn't want that though US soccer wants it held in the US so they can make all the money off of it that's the problem with I mean here's the thing on CONCACAF CONCACAF is great for countries not named Mexico, Costa Rica, and the U.S. And I think MLS and, the, and Liga MX have done a good job to raise the water level for those smaller countries. <clears throat> However, just because those teams are getting better does not mean that it's better for Mexico and the U.S. And Jurgen's right here. They are kind of getting screwed over with this Nations League um, tournament starting up here. They do need to, in in the friendly windows, they do need to schedule teams like Argentina or Brazil or Germany or England. The problem is it's the U.S. and we only care about making money. So we're going to get Mexico every window or we're going to get... Uh, another team that has a Honestly, high I'm, I'm tired of, of playing Mexico every window. Well, you're going to get it all the time. You're going to get Mexico and Arizona or Mexico and San Antonio or Mexico and Dallas or wherever it may be. That's yeah, just, but that's just the facts. The, the thing is,
3: it it, it's, it appears, right, that some U.S. soccer, MLS, is more concerned about making money than it is trying to get the national team to play bigger and better.
0: I mean, well, yeah, that's what it's all about. That's why, that's why, it, don't, don't, don't we find it odd that Klinsman has to include Mexico in this quote, too? Like, well, if Mexico was not in con- CONCACAF, I, I think that tells you where the US's ideology lies in, in that it's aligned with, they're almost like in lockstep with Mexico about, like, let's make sure we're making money and, you know, let's do these things. And while we have to worry about how Mexico is progressing, like, I don't care how Mexico progresses. If Mexico was on the same level as Haiti, I wouldn't care. Like, I hope Mexico falls on their face. As a as a, as a a fan of the U.S. or as somebody in the federation, you should hope for that. Why are we trying to ensure that Mexico progresses naturally, too, with the U.S.? It doesn't make any sense to me.
3: Fellas, let's talk about Christian Pulisic. Jürgen Klinsmann did comment about his current standing with Chelsea. Now, Pulisic did not make the 18 against Lille in the Champions League. But he did get some playing time against Southampton, earning an assist as Chelsea beat Southampton 4-1. Fellas, before we get to Cleansman, Lampard had this to say regarding Pulisic. He has just turned 21. So if anyone is getting too excited about this, they should calm down. Frankly, because he has already started five games for us. But he needs to do his work daily and work to show within the group that he deserves to play, as all players do. Uh, good or bad quote from Lampard. Like, Do you believe Lampard here is shedding good light on Pulisic, or is he just trying to get the noise to calm down? I feel like he's just trying to get the noise to calm
2: down a little bit. I mean, he's right, but the way he's making this sound is like, oh, he's some 21-year-old homegrown or something like that. No nah, man, it's a twenty-one-year-old. You spent seventy million on. This ain't no uh, homegrown player that you know you brought up from your academy. He's not Mason Mount. Exactly, it's not Mason Mount. So, nah, like they're, they're two different. Uh, they're two different players, in my opinion, in terms of how you ca- categorize them. You didn't spend seventy million on Mason Mount. You did on Christian Pulisic. I think just trying to calm that and be Like, yo, look, it's not that big of a deal. Because that's what most people are talking about, right? They get results, but most are like, yo, why aren't you playing the guy you paid $70 million for or however much it was?
0: I would respect Frank Lampard a lot more if he would come out and just say, look, Mason Mount, Hudson Adoy, whomever else, William, they're just better in practice than Christian Pulisic is at this point. And Christian's going to need to perform a lot better in training if he wants to see the field more. Um, on the weekend. I mean, look, this is totally just a, let's just calm the nerves. Let's calm the, the voices down on the outside. Jake, but- I, that, that would
3: devastate Christian Pulisic if Lampard said, yeah, well, he pretty much sucks compares to everyone well, else. Why? I why have. would that,
0: why? Now, you why? don't say
3: that publicly. Never would you ever say that publicly as a coach. You may say that Internally.
0: What he's just going to continue to do, to just say nothing in the media, and then he's going to continue to get asked, "Where's Pulisic? Why is Why is William playing over Pulisic? Why is Hudson Odoi well, playing then they, over Pulisic?" Yeah, well, as a coach, you got to figure it out. Bill Belichick can sit here and tell oh, you a bunch of non-answers.
3: Okay, there's some dumb coaches out there that reveal everything that's going on in the locker rooms.
0: Hey, all I'm saying is that uh, best manager in Chelsea history, Jose Mourinho, would say that. So. He is the special one. Here's
4: Klinsmann he on Pulisic. Well, you never know if it's the right fit unless you do it. So Christian did, did well to say, okay, I'm going to throw myself in another cold water. I go over to London and throw myself into the Premier League. And I have to my, fight my, myself through the system there. So that's what what he's in. I mean, uh, he's a very special player. He's tremendously talented. But this is a big step, you know, because... Borussia Dortmund was basically also the club where he got formed into a professional player. He came out of the youth system there. He worked himself up. He had all the support within the club. And now going over to London and one of the also biggest clubs in the world, um, you've got to bring your elbows out. What I mean by that is, as you're in a daily competition, and maybe in, in Dortmund he knew I, I established myself already within the club, to be a very special player, I get my minutes in, I get my games in, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a starter most of the time. Um, you don't have that automatic assurance at Chelsea. At Chelsea, it goes from game to game, week to week. You're basically in training. You have to tell the coach, I'm in, I'm going to start this game. So it's, it's a little bit more cold. It's a bit more uh, nasty. And this is something that's you know what I mean with with elbows is you have to become nasty in order to make yourself a starter.
0: After listening to that, it almost
4: sounds like
0: talent in Germany, young talent in Germany, that is, is more coddled than it would be in England. Do you do you guys agree? What makes you say that? Well, he just talks about how. He needs to be nastier in, in Chelsea's training. He, he talks about how he was with Dortmund for a while. He came up to the academy. It was kind of just this Well, it comes thing to, where
3: he's... Jake, I think the big difference between Germany and England is just the amount of money you can spend. The 50 plus 1 rule in Germany limits a lot of clubs to the way they spend. In England, you, you could almost, almost forget your youth because you just go out there and spend a billion dollars and reconstruct an entire 18 around spending money and buying players from clubs across Europe. And then lose to Wolves. And then do that, yeah. Uh, But no, I feel like I
2: understand what you're saying, Jake. I don't think it's coddled, but I think it's more of a change of scenery, right? Because he went through Dortmund's academy. They kind of wanted him to be that guy. Now he's put in an uncomfortable environment where, hey, look, he isn't the guy there. Sure, he pays $70 million, but it obviously looks like Lampard doesn't care about uh, that transfer fee. And he has to make impact. He has to do things. He has to adapt. He has to grow out of his comfort zone. And I think that's what uh, Klinsman is talking about. I think that's a lot of the reason why Klinsman believes that a lot of players should go to Europe to get out of their comfort zone, to go and have a, a chance to grow and become a better player. Because when you grow, when you come out, you go out of your comfort zone, you grow a little bit. and You do things that you weren't used to doing. And I think that's what Klinsman is uh, hammering on in terms of Pulisic and how he needs to grow and take that next step by doing things that he's not comfortable with.
3: Hey, uh, good for Pulisic in getting the assists today. That'll help his cause a little bit. Get some playing time for however little it was against Southampton, a team that's not necessarily a big concern to Chelsea. But, yeah, I think Klinsman overall is telling Christian Pulisic to sharpen his elbows and go out there and be more assertive. Maybe Klinsmann knows that Christian Pulisic has a mentality that's a little bit softer. He's a little bit softer spoken than other players, and that that can be sometimes very difficult for a player to get into the starting 18 if he's not going to make a lot of commotion. The coach might not necessarily pick that up
0: immediately. Listeners, you're going to look out later this week. Klinsmann does mention MLS in a sit-down interview with Her. Luis Gomez, we'll touch on that later this week when we also discuss MLS Decision Day 2019. Question of the day, at Unk Sam Soccer Pod, what was your favorite memory of the Jurgen Klinsmann era with the U.S. Men's National Team? Let us know your thoughts on Twitter, at Unk Sam Soccer Pod. You can follow the show on Twitter, at Unk Sam Soccer Pod. You can follow Steven Jodaran, at Steven Jodaran, and you can follow Armand Kafai at Armonkify and you can follow myself at Jake Petroba. For Steven and Arman, I'm Jake. We'll talk to you guys
4: next time.
1: Welcome to Tim Hortons. Thanks. I'll have... A uh, pumpkin spice latte? How'd you know? Oh, was it my
0: pumpkin earrings? Yeah, maybe. Or is it my pumpkin hat? That's a great hat. Oh, is it my ringtone? It's
1: pumpkin spice time. Yep, bingo. It's pumpkin spice time now at Tim Hortons. Indulge in a creamy pumpkin spice latte or a sweet and cold pumpkin spice iced cap. Pumpkin spice beverages are back now at Tim Hortons. Limited time only at participating restaurants. time.